There it is, Anchor Cast Box here in here for part two, Pastoral Chronology Live, Mobile Live Ministry Podcast on a Wednesday, April 7th, here in, on your second, uh, or part two here, uh, just a little after 9.20 p.m. We're looking at Jeremiah and Daniel. Uh, let's continue, my friends. Let's go into the book of Daniel. Uh, so go to your Bibles, make sure you have them out with you. Uh, my friends, we're going to take a look and continue uh, over here. Let me get the pulpit uh, kind of closer here so I can actually see uh, my Bible. So, a little bit of background if you guys hadn't uh, hadn't had a chance to look at it. Uh, now, Daniel, uh, let's see, is the fifth book of the major prophets, my friends. I had to double check my notes. I, had, I know, but I had to double check my notes here where I was going, where I was going with this. Um, Alright, so we've got Isaiah, and i got Jeremiah, chapter 3. Alright, so, alright. Uh, let's get the, uh, let's go ahead and get our notebook, or our bookmarks here. Hey Amen. I, I had to put a, a ruler because uh, where I was at. Uh, so let's go. Let's see. Off camera for a second and put that there. All right. Let's look at the book of Daniel, my friends. Now, like I said, I've got a lot to cover here. Uh, a lot, a lot to cover. <laughs> you know, I always like to do that. So, All right. Now, the book of Daniel, which is, again, the fifth uh, the fifth book of the major prophets. Right. Uh, prophets, right? Uh, right, there you go. All right, the fifth book of the major prophets, my friends. Uh, all right, so the structure of the book as a whole. Now, I'm going to run through this. This is going to be... Uh, and don't get, it's not conf too confusing here, uh, maybe just a little bit, because uh, uh, it kind of runs a little bit backwards. You guys had uh, had a chance to look at this, but there's a structure as a whole in the book of Daniel, my friends. We're going to take a look at that, and again, let me go over here. Uh, I want to be facing the camera and not off camera. All right, now. And this is going to be A, B, and C. So I hope you have your notebooks out with you. Uh, A, the captivity of Judah. Hyster uh, historical events connected with its beginning. Kind of the background of Daniel here. Now, letter B, the dream of Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, let's see, which is... The beginning and duration of Gentile dominion. All right, let us see. Daniel's companions, the fiery furnace, uh, and angelic deliverance. The first king of Babylon in letter D. Nebuchadnezzar's dream of the great tree uh, revealing his temporary dis or uh, deposition. I had to double check that to make sure it was okay. I could read it. 
All right, letter D. Again, letter D. This this is one right after the other, friends. This is how it reads. A, B, C, D, D, C, B, A. That's how, uh, that's how it reads in, in the Bible here. Uh, all right, so again, the second letter D. Uh, we're going to mark this down here. Uh, amen. So, the second letter D, the last king of Babylon... And Belshazzar's, uh, is that Belshazzar's? I know it's a tough word to pronounce there. His vision of the hand revealed, uh, and his final doom. All right, I gotta get that mic closer again. There it is. Uh, let's go ahead and adjust it that way. All right. Number C, but now the letter C again, the second letter uh, C, uh, amen. All right, so here's how we can do this. Now we went through 1A, 1B, 1C, and 1D. So now we're in the second part of it 2D, which is the last king of Babylon, 2C. Uh, Daniel himself, uh, the den of lions and the angelic deliverance. To uh, be here, uh, the dream and vision of Daniel and the end of Gentile dominion. To uh, A, Uh, which is in chapter 9, 1 through 12, and 13. The, uh, the desolations of Jerusalem and the prophetic announcements connected with their end. So that's how we kind of break that down. Um, so let's take a quick look at a couple other ones in here. Uh, amen. I know this is a lot, my friends, but I, I want to... I really want to break Daniel down and give you, uh, you know, all the information I have here. Uh, so, again, this is the second part here. Uh, let's see, that's going to be A. We're going to break that down to B. And, all right. I really want to kind of just break this down here for you. All right, so uh, this is going to be the letter B here. Now, for the canonical order in place of the prophets. All right, that's going to be uh, in some uh, a little bit of extra notes here. So, uh, for the chronological order of the prophets, and for the interrelation of the prophetic books, and let's see for references to the Pentateuch of or in that or in the prophetic books and uh, for the visions for the numbered days for the 70 weeks of Daniel now let's uh, kind of break this down here a little bit again we're in the uh, beginning part of uh, the book of Daniel uh, my friends, I want to kind of give you a little bit of background information. If you don't know, I mean, I just want to share this with you. 
so we are talking about, again, the book of Daniel. So, this is the letter C. The position of the book in the uh, Hagagraphia, or Hagagrapha, as it says. Uh, Hagiographa, there it is. I know, it's got to work it out. Uh, of, or third division of the Old Testament, the Psalms, uh, rather than in a second division or the prophets, may be explained by the fact that unlike uh, the other three greater prophets, and that's going to be, friends, uh, the three greater prophets, uh, a little bit of theology, uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel. Now, it stands in relation to them in the uh, Apocalypse of the Old Testament, and it's pertaining to what is yet future. And uh, uh, where, <laughs> I can't read the writing here, uh, and whereas those three greater prophets speak of the future from the intro-Israelitish standpoint. Uh, now Daniel, let's see where to go. Daniel has their prophecies as his background, and instead of looking at Zion and its neighboring localized people, Daniel has universal monarchist, I know, uh, <laughs> as his perspective, right? And is therefore separated from them in Hebrew or in the Hebrew canon. Uh, as to, let's see, uh, becoming to us the light or lamp, as it says in 2 Peter 1.19, and the realization of First Peter chapter 1, right? Now, the first part of the book, uh, chapter 1, 1 through 6, uh, and there's a ton of them in here, so I'll, I'll try to get through this uh, for you, my friends. Now, the first part of the book, chapter 1, 1 through 6, and 28, A to C is historic, while the latter half, chapter 7, 1 through 12, and 13, uh, and uh, that says letter A and B, is prophetic. There you go. All right, moreover, the former portion, uh, chapter 2, 4 through 7, is written in Aramaic or Chaldea. While the latter portion, chapter 8, 1, 12, and 13, or chapter 1, or 8, 1 through 13, basically, uh, is written in Hebrew. Now, this is to teach us that the historic portion is in the Gentile language. Very interesting. Because it is concerned with the times of the Gentiles. Amen. And with Gentile supremacy in relation to Israel. Uh, amen. Uh, it's going to be over in Acts 1, 6. All right. And the letter E. Now, that was uh, letter D here. Uh, now, in Hezekiah's day, 604 B.C., my friends, 
Syriac or Aramaic was not understood by the Jews. It's that, that's going to be over in 2 Kings chapter 18 and 26. But after the exile in Ezra's days, day, uh, it's going to be over in 426 B.C., friends. Uh, now, Hebrew had been so far forgotten that it had to be explained. And that's going to be over in Nehemiah 8 and verse uh, we got uh, verse 8. Now, uh, in Daniel's day, 495 B.C., both languages were generally understood, and both could be and were thus used by him. Right? If an imposter had written a book in Hebrew some 250 years later, as alleged by modern critics, uh, you know, of course, why should he have defeated his own object by writing any portion in Aramaic as well, thus proving himself to be a fool as uh, well as a uh, forger, right? All right, let's dig right straight in. Let's see if we got all that. I know it's a lot to take in, my friends, but I, had to, I, I want to break all the information down for you just so you know. Uh, amen. So let's look at, uh, what do we got, Daniel? Uh, Daniel chapter 1 and 2, my friends. So let's go ahead and go into your Bibles as we dig in uh, to the books here, friends. We are in Daniel. So let's go. Keep companion, uh, friends. Let's look at uh, Daniel chapter 1 and 2. Uh, and then stick around because I'm going to go into the, uh, what is it, uh, the apocalyptic literature in Daniel. All right, in the third year, the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and his hand with, uh, with part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the uh, land of Shinar, to the house of his God. And he brought the vessels into the treasure house of God. Uh, amen. With the notes. <laughs> All right. Uh, like I said, I'm not doing a whole lot with those. So I'm just going to let them go here. All right, verse 4. Children in whom was no blemish, but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning and knowledge and understanding science, and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the learning of the tongue of the Chaldeans. Again, Daniel 1 and 2 today, uh, my friends are tonight here. Uh, amen. Verse 5, And the king appointed them uh, a daily provision of the king's meat and the wine which he drank, so nourishing them three years, that at the end thereof they might stand before uh, the king. All right, and let's uh, kind of continue here. Now again, I'm not going to do a whole lot uh, with uh, the notes here, as I usually do. I didn't get a chance 
really to get it, you know, I, I mean, I studied and, and read, of course, but I, I really didn't get a chance to really set this up. Uh, so uh, bear with me, my friends. Just give me a minute or two here uh, to get the, at least some basics here uh, out of the way. So I kind of know where I'm at with that. Uh, amen. Now, if you guys like to help out with the ministry, friends, I have the link directly with uh, our PayPal channel. Uh, you guys can just click on that link. And, uh, well, if you'd like to become a monthly sponsor, I'd appreciate that support uh, to, uh, you know, for the ministry. So thank you guys in advance. And I uh, appreciate your support there. Uh, amen. All right, so just kind of update just a couple of quick notes here, not a whole lot. Uh, amen. Just because I want to get into the scripture here. Uh, amen. All right, so we're in Daniel chapter one and two for the second part of the broadcast here. Now, among these were of the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah and Mishael, and Azariah, or as, as, uh, as it says, Azariah, amen, unto whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names, for he gave unto Daniel the name of Belchazzar, or Chezazar, right? Uh, amen, and to Hananiah of Shadrach, and to Mishael of Meshach, and to Azariah of Abednego. Now, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine that he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Uh, amen. All right, now that God, now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, or Daniel, I fear my lord the king who hath appointed your meat and your drink, for why should he see your faces worse liking than the children which are of your sort? Then shall you make me endanger my head to the king. Live in fear, brother. You got it. Now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. Again, in verse 9, kind of recapping that just a little bit. Let's go to 11. Then said Daniel to Melzar, whom the prince of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, or Mishael, and Azariah. Right? Or, uh, Azariah? All right, prove the servants, I beseech thee, ten days, and let them give us pulse to eat uh, and water to drink. As we are in Daniel, my friends, chapter 1. And let our continences be looked upon before thee, and the continence of the children that eat of the portion of the king's meat, and as thou seest, deal with thy servants." So he consented to them in this matter and proved them ten days. At the end of the ten days, uh, their countenances uh, appeared fair and fatter in flesh 
Uh, man, there it is. Uh, then all the children which did eat the uh, portion of the uh, king's meats. All right. Thus, Melzar took away the portion of their meats and the wine that they should drink and gave them pulse. They gave them pulse. What? I get that get that cable out of the way. Uh, it's right in the way. I can't. There it is. All right. I don't want to make sure I don't bend my cord here. Uh, amen. All right. All right. And you guys know the cables with the speaker cord or cable lines, you guys cannot, you know, it don't help the uh, microphone uh, if they're bent. All right. So that's got to be. That's got to be straight now. All right, friends. There you go. A little bit of technical issues. We are in Daniel, our second part of the Bible study, uh, my friends. Daniel uh, at about uh, verse, uh, where are we at? About 16. Verse 16 in uh, Daniel chapter 1. And we're going to go into 2. Uh, and then i got a couple of things i got going to share with you here. Uh, amen. All right, uh, thus Melzar took away the portion of their meat and wine that they should drink and gave them pulse. Uh, as for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill and all learning uh, and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. All right, now at the end of the days that the king had uh, said he should bring them in, then the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, among the, uh, and the king communed with them. And among them all was found none like Daniel, uh, Hananiah, uh, Mishael, and Azariah. And therefore stood they before the king. And all matters of wisdom and understanding... The king required or inquired of them, and he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realm. And Daniel continued even into the first year of King Cyrus, or Cyrus, right? All right, chapter two, my friends. Study and, and uh, take a look at the book of Daniel, chapter 2. Uh, all right, now, and in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams, right? Or dreamed dreams there, uh, wherewith his spirit was troubled. His sleep break from him. Let's go to verse 2. And the king commanded to call the magicians and the astrologers and the sorcerers and the Chaldeans for to shew the king his dreams. Uh, so they came and stood before the king. In verse 3, And the king said unto them, I have dreamed a dream, and my spirit was troubled to know the dream. Then spake the Chaldeans to the king in Sirach, O king, live forever, tell thy servants the dream, and we will shew the interpretation. Now the king answered and said to the Chaldeans, 
the thing is gone from me. If ye will make, or will not make known unto me the dream with the interpretation thereof, ye shall be cut into pieces, and your bones shall be made a dunghill. Mercy. Wow. <laughs> All right. But if ye shew the dreams and the interpretation thereof, ye shall receive of me gifts and rewards and great honor. Uh, therefore, shew me the dream uh, and the interpretation thereof. Uh, and they answered and said, Let the king tell his servants the dream, and we will shew the interpretation of it. And the king answered and said, I know of certainty that ye would gain the time, because ye see the thing is gone from me, he said. But if ye will make known unto me the dream, there is but one decree for you, for ye have prepared lying and corrupt words to speak before me till the time be changed. Therefore tell me the dream, and I shall know that ye can shew me the interpretation thereof. Now the Chaldeans answered before the king and said, There is not a man upon the earth that can shew the king's matter. Therefore, there is no king, lord, no ruler that asks uh, such things at any magician or astrologer or Chaldean. All right, let me get uh, again catch up here. All right, kind of triple pack my my uh, studies here as I was uh, doing three different books, uh, so I didn't get a chance to really kind of get in here the way I'd like to. Uh, but. Uh, I really like Daniel. There's a there's a lot of stuff in here uh, that we we gotta hear, right? Uh, so I hope this helps you guys here. Uh, 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 my word, this is a, a, a you know great another great podcast, friends. I, I love reading the Bible to you uh, and with you as we are reading this together here. Uh, amen, at least I, I hope so here. Uh, yeah, so, uh, as I, yeah, get into a couple notes here. Alright, so I will definitely be, uh, work on this tonight. Alright, so anyway, thank you guys again for your support. I, I love, like I said, I love reading the Bible, I love sharing the word with you. Uh, and again, I hope this stuff helps uh, reading and doing the scriptures here. Uh, always uh, always a great opportunity to spend with you guys. A couple hours a night, you know, or every other night, uh, getting in here and sharing this word with you. So, let's keep moving, uh, friends, as we are in uh, Daniel chapter 2. Uh, Alright, so let's go back up to about verse 8. Now the king answered and said, I know of the certainty that ye would gain the time, because ye see thing, the thing is gone from me. But if ye will not make known unto me, let's again recap here, 
uh, the dream, there is but one decree for you, for you have prepared lying and corrupt words uh, to speak before me till the time be changed. Therefore, tell me the dream, and I shall know that you can shew me the interpretation thereof. Now the Chaldeans answered before the king and said, There is not a man upon the earth that can shew the king's matter. There is no king, lord nor ruler, that asks such things of any magician uh, or, as he says, astrologer or Chaldean. Uh, well, all right. So, and it is a rare thing that the king requireth and there is none other that can shew it before the king, except the gods, whose dwelling is not with flesh. Right? All right, for this cause, the king was angry and very furious, and commanded to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. And the decree went forth the wise men should be slain. They sought Daniel and his fellows to be slain. Then Daniel answered in counsel and wisdom to Arioch, or Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, which was uh, gone forth to slay the wise men in Babylon. Then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give them, uh, to give them time, and that, that uh, he would be able to uh, shew the king's interpretation. Um, and then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, uh, his companions, that would be desirous mercies of the God of heaven concerning the secret that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon, right? Oh, now then was the secret revealed uh, revealed unto Daniel in, an, in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Amen. All right. And Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God, my friends. Amen, right? Forever and ever. For wisdom and might are his and he changeth the times uh, and seasons and removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and uh, knowledge to them that knoweth or know understanding, right? Uh, and he revealeth, in 22, he revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth in him. My friends, amen. I kind of got to go sideways here, uh, just because uh, the way the mic is set up, I can't really maneuver it out of the way here. So, we're gonna kind of just go through all this here, amen. We'll probably go through uh, some of the other stuff too. Uh, again, jam-packed, two-hour-plus here uh, for our midweek Bible study. Uh, amen. All right, give me a second here again, my friends.
Again, just some basic uh, input here, basic notes, and then I'll continue. Give you enough, a little bit of time here to stretch out. Uh, get your coffee. All right, my friends. Oh, we got a lot to go. A lot of scriptures in Daniel, uh, friends. So let's keep going. Now, uh, let's go to 22. Revealeth the deep and seeketh things. He knoweth what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth in him, or with him, right? Uh, I thank thee and praise thee, O thou God of my fathers, who hast given me wisdom and might, and has made known unto me now uh, what we desired of thee. For thou hast now made known unto us the king's matter. So he revealed it. Spirit revealed it. Uh, amen. Now, therefore Daniel went into or unto Arioch, uh, whom the king had ordained to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said thus unto him, Destroy not the wise men of Babylon, and bring me in before the king, and I will shew, uh, I will shew unto the king the interpretation. Then Arioch uh, brought, uh, okay, brought him uh, Daniel before the king in haste. And said thus unto him, I have fought a man in the captors of Judah that will know or make known unto the king uh, or king the interpretation. Uh, amen. Now the king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, uh, Art thou able to make known unto me the dream which I have seen? And the interpretation thereof. All right, now Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king hath demanded cannot the wise men, the astrologers, and the magicians, and the soothsayers shew unto the king. Now, but there is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets. And maketh known to the king of Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days the dream and the visions of thy head upon thy bed are these. Uh, as for thee, O king, thy thoughts come into thy mind upon the bed, or thy bed. What should come to pass thereafter, or hereafter, he that revealeth uh, secrets make known to thee what shall come to pass. But as for me, the secret is not revealed to me for any wisdom that I more, uh, have more than any living, but for their sakes that shall make known the interpretations of the king, and that thou mightest know the thoughts of my heart, or thy heart, uh, thou, O king, sawest, and behold, a great image. The great image, whose brightness was excellent, uh, stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. This image's head was uh, a fine, or was of fine gold, 
His breast and his arms of silver, his belly and his thighs of brass. His legs of iron, his feet part of iron and part of clay. Thus uh, are thou sawest till that a stone was cut out without hands, which smote or smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and clay, and break them into pieces. All right. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, and the gold broken to pieces together and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors. And the wind carried them away, that no place was found for them. And the stone that smote the image became a great uh, mountain and filled the whole earth. All right. This is the dream, and we will tell you the interpretation, therefore, before the king. And then, or thou, O king, art of uh, art a king of kings. For the God of heaven, which are hath given thee uh, a kingdom, power, and strength, and glory. Amen. All right. Daniel, my friends, Daniel chapter 2. We're going to break this down. We're going to go through all of them, uh, all chapters of uh, uh, Jeremiah and Daniel for our uh, nightly uh, podcast study here, friends. So I hope you're ready to dig into the book, my friends. Uh, I know there's a lot. So, all right. So I think we were at about uh, verse 38. Let's go ahead and continue. Uh, now, and wheresoever the children of men dwell, the beasts of the field and the fowls of the heaven hath uh, he given unto thy hand, of thine hand. Now, and hath made thee ruler over them all. Uh, thou art this head of gold, as it says. And after thee shall arise another kingdom inferior to thee, and another third kingdom of brass, which shall bear rule over all the earth. And in verse 40, uh, And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron, for as much as iron breaketh in pieces, and subdueth all things, and as iron breaketh all these, shall it break in pieces and bruise. All right, verse 41, And whereas thou sawest the feet and the toes part of the potter's clay, and part of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, and there shall be in it uh, the strength of the iron, forasmuch as thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay. Now, I'm going to get into that uh, as I take a look at, uh, uh, what is it, uh, in between the 400 years of silence uh, from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Uh, I'm going to break that down. Uh, there's a lot in it, my friends, and uh, so as soon as I uh, get through some of these other studies that we got on board here, uh, we are going to take a look at, continue that series, uh, the intertestamental period in between 
the Old Testament and the New Testament. Very fascinating, very um, interesting, my friends. So we are going to break that down. I'll get back into that uh, here in the next uh, upcoming weeks here very soon. Uh, my friends, very soon, and uh, we're going to go ahead and look at that and, and, and see you know, the rest of that. It's very good stuff here. Amen. All right. Move the coffee away from the electronic parts, right? Amen. Let's go ahead and continue here, friends. Again, let's go to 42, verse 42 here. And as the toes of the feet were part of the iron, part of the clay... So the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. Uh, and whereas thou sawest iron mixed with the miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. But they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. And the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up kingdom, which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. For as much as thou sawest that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, that it break in pieces in iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great uh, God hath made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter, and the dream is certain, and the interpretation thereof, uh, sure. All right. Then the king Nebuchadnezzar fell upon his face and worshipped Daniel and commanded that they should offer an oblation and sweet odors unto him. Alright, there we go. Alright, let me check it again here. Amen. Now, uh, let's see, let's go to 47. Now the king answered unto Daniel and said, Of a truth it is that your God is a God of gods and a Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets. Seeing thou couldst reveal the secret. Then the king made Daniel a great man and gave him many great gifts and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief of the governors over all the wise men of Babylon. Then Daniel requested of the king and he set Shadrach Meshach and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel sat in the gate of the king. There you go. Interesting story here, you know. Kind of break this down here and take a look at it. Uh, now I don't think I said like this. I think so, uh, my friends. I think I did... Maybe back in the beginning days of the podcast here, friends, I think I did do a message on Daniel. Uh, so it has been a while, my friends. I, I, I'm i thinking it has been years. 
uh, since I've, I've done this, maybe. Uh, amen. All right. Check it there. All right. So we are breaking down the book of Daniel, my friends. Uh, again, so much to cover here. Uh, and yep. I got a lot of homework, my friends. I have got some homework to take care of. Uh, amen. But that's okay. Like I said, I don't never mind uh, being in the Word, my friends, right? Uh, keeps you out of trouble. All right. So, I want to go. Where is it at here? Look at my notes. And, uh, like I said, we're going to kind of break us all down. Uh, for sure, I want to uh, really want to get into all this and break everything down here for you. Uh, apocalyptic literature, and we're still in the book of Daniel. Uh, let's see, I think at about chapter seven. Uh, so you guys can uh, kind of write this stuff down, write the notes down here. Um, again, the, we're still in Daniel, and the subtopic is going to be uh, the apocalyptic or apocalyptic <laughs> man uh, apocalyptic literature friends in the orthodox study bible here so it talks about the uh, uh, the visions right we know about the visions and stuff alright so let me go ahead and read through this uh, friends and uh, check this stuff out now uh, within holy scripture there are certain visionary prophetic writings that are specifically seen as revelations uh, because they reveal something about the last days or end times we're seeing, right? And these writings uh, within Holy Scripture are part of the larger group of works known as apocalyptic literature. Now, from a Greek word meaning to uncover or to unveil. All right. Now, from uh, about 250 B.C. to A.D. 200, uh, there were some 30 to 40 such works cir uh, see, circulating within the Jewish and early Christian communities. Only one of all these writings, uh, the Revelation of John, also uh, called the Apocalypse, uh, was accepted by the church to be part of the Holy Scripture. There are other sections of the Bible which uh, also are written in the apocalyptic style, right? Such as, now I'm going to throw a lot of scriptures at you, friends. You know I always like to dig into the Bible, my friend, and share the Word of God with you. Some you heard, some you may have read uh, or studied here. Um, but uh, uh, that's why I was saying, bring your notebook to church, my friends, and your a couple of pens, because we're going to need them. We're going to get into this Word. So let me share some scriptures as we're talking about... Uh, apocalyptic literature as we take a, a deeper look, as deep calls to deep here, uh, we're going to take a look at uh, Daniel, my friends. We're going to break this down a little bit here. Uh, there's that, that oh, I'm not going to give it any name. Alright. I'm going to call the healing, my friends. Amen. 
All right. So, let me throw some scriptures out at you, and I hope you got your pens with you. Now, uh, Isaiah 24 through 27. Ezekiel 38, 39. Daniel 7 through 12. And Zechariah uh, 1, 6, and 9, 14, and Mark 13. Now, again, uh, apocalyptic literature here, right? Oh, man. All right, 4. So this is broke down. The, obviously, we're at number 4 here. Um, now, uh, how are we to understand this not easily understood literally form. Uh, how are we to apply these scriptures to our lives? Good questions. Good questions, church. Amen. Now, Christ taught it is impossible to know when he will come again. Matthew 24, 36, 44, right? Uh, it's uh, Matthew 24, chapter 24, verse 36 through 44. Now, is it impossible? It is impossible, family, uh, to determine the precise meaning of all imagery in the apocalyptic writings. Rather, we are to look forward to the end of time with sober yet eager anticipation. As pilgrims, uh, seeking his eternal kingdom, uh, Philippians 3.20 and Colossians chapter 3, 1, 4 on this one. A prayer by St. Basil the Great says, Grant us to pass through all the night of this present life with vigilance or with a vigilant heart and sober thought. In expectancy of, <laughs> I had to pronounce that out, I was like, wait a minute, I get stu uh, stuck here. Expectancy of the coming of the bright and manifest day of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, right? All right, so we're number five again in the apocalyptic scripture or literature here. So the apocalyptic texts are offered to Christians in every generation to encourage them in their struggles against sin. Now the principalities and powers of darkness in this world, Ephesians 6.12, right? Uh, we know the armor of God, uh, 10 through 20, and the fear of death. Now these writings assure us uh, that even in the midst of cosmic cataclysms, right? Is that what it is? Uh, cataclysms. And battles against evil powers occurring just before Christ returns. Uh, the time of great tribulation, Matthew chapter 24, 21. Again, uh, apocalyptic literature, uh, friends. All right, now the Lord will strengthen and guide his people, Matthew 28, 20. Bring them to the final victory over all forces of evil. Revelation chapter 20, and about verse 7 through 10. Now, making references to Daniel chapter 7 and 12 concerning the end times. Um, <coughs> hang on here. 
All right, gotta get some coffee here. I know my, my voice gets worn out after, you know. Um, I told you, 8 to 11 hours of broadcasting uh, about every day, uh, you know, quite a bit. So, and I think because the, the weather's uh, been changing for all of us, right? Not just here, but for all of us. Uh, the weather's been changing. Cold, snowy, rainy, wet, hot, right? I think that's what's uh, that's what's doing it. All right, let's continue here. Apocalyptic literature. So, as we were talking about, uh, let's see, let's go to the other one, the scriptures here. Uh, now, uh, Daniel seven twelve concerning the end times. Saint Cyril of Jerusalem explains that as in the persecutions. God will again permit these things. Why? Uh, why? Not because he wants satanic power to hinder his people, uh, but because he desires to crown his own champions for their patient endurance. Again, uh, apocalyptic literature here. Ah, uh, man. So, he wants us to, uh, or his own champions, as it says, uh, for their patient endurance. Now, just as he did his prophets and apostles, so that having toiled for a little while, they may inherit the eternal kingdom of heaven. All right, let's go to six, the last part here. Now, so in the essential purpose of the apocalyptic writings uh, is to encourage the faithful to be full of hope and to prepared and prepared to persevere to the end my friends right no matter what happens Matthew 24 uh, Matthew chapter 24 verse 3 through 13 Luke 21, 25 through 28. Lots of scriptures. All are inspired to look through the darkness of present age, or of the present age, and to behold the ultimate victory of Christ and the joyful consummation that awaits uh, his bride, the church. Amen. Who through her sacraments, has prepared herself for the coming of the Lord. Amen. Uh, what do we got? 2 Peter um, 3, 7, 14. Titus chapter 2, 11 through 14 on that one. And now the closing words of the New Testament express the very sense of expectation, friends. Even so... Come, Lord Jesus, Revelation chapter 22 and verse 20. There you go, my friends. Fresh off the grill. Uh, boy, there's that nerve damage again. Uh, I feel like these tingling, like spiderweb kind of things going through again. Uh, so I will bear through that or get through that. Amen. All right. Uh, nothing to do, or nothing, uh, nothing I can do except attack it and get right on it, you know, as soon as, uh, I kind of feel that stuff, it's kind of annoying, but, 
Anyway, I'm claiming the healing. Alright, hang on here, friends. I got a piece of paper that's tearing off my notes. Not the notes! Leave my notes alone. I work hard on them. <laughs> right? Uh, good thing for tape, right, my friends? Wow, that was good, my friends. You know, brothers and sisters, I love sharing these words with you. I love uh, getting this word out to you. Uh, amen. So, I know it's a lot, but hey, we got time. We're having church service here tonight, right, friends? Amen. I think I'm trying to get on tomorrow about 7 30, 8 o'clock. I think Thursdays. Thursday is going to be 7.30. Friday might be 7.30. Uh, and then Saturday, I think we've got 3.30 and another one coming back at 11. I'm going to do scriptures on Saturday's broadcast at 3.30, friends. I'm going to do scriptures on the Sabbath day. How awesome is that going to be, friends, right? Uh, as we celebrate our Sabbath day. So uh, stick around for that one. Uh, amen. All right. So let's go to our next study. Uh, give me a second. Let me go ahead and locate that. Um, all right. And my friends, got to trust in Jesus. Amen. For sure. Uh, amen. <laughs> all right. Second here. Uh, what does that song say? We got a friend in Jesus. Amen, my friends. We got a friend in Jesus. Amen. All right. You know, this ain't much of a singing. I don't sing here much. I hum a little bit, but I don't sing much. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> thank you guys uh, for being up here or being here with me tonight. My friends, all right, we got to get excited about the word, uh, my family. Uh, boy, have I got to find a better alternate for my clipboard. It's all the way on the other side of the room here. All right, second hour, my brothers and sisters. I told you we're having some church. It's good to be back on here, friends. Try to get these every day. I was trying to update the Twitch TV channel, keep up with that. Uh, that's a everyday Monday through Sunday channel, live on the air, and um, hopefully getting the melon thing going. I know I've been talking about that for a while, but uh, probably go back to either melon or streamlabs. I, I heard a lot of good things about both. I like streamlabs because they got this little teleprompter kind of thing in the bottom of where you can announce things and. Uh, type in your scriptures as you're doing them. So I think that'll be fun. Amen. All right. We're going to go into, friends, get your Bible. Make sure you got them out. We're having church, right? Uh, go take a look here, friends, at Acts. We're going to look at Acts chapter 28. It talks about the winter in Malta, right? So we're going to go from uh, 28 to about uh, verse 23, my friends. Amen. All right, give me a thumbs up. Let me know if you can hear the volume and the uh, all that stuff okay. Uh, you know, I think I've got the lights. And again, I forgot to shut the backlight off. 
I knew I forgot something. <laughs> my my list is like a mile long, and I go through it. And I go, oh yeah, I got this, got this, and then I get on air, and then I have double because I forgot to shut the secondary uh, channel off. And there it is, Anchor Cast Box. Hold that thought. I'll be right back.